Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, my next guest is, is Kathleen McEntee, and she is the founder and president of Kathleen McEntee and Associates Limited, which is a full-service marketing firm that provides support to privately held businesses. And she has over 30 years of experience in marketing, communications, sales, and business development, operations, media, and public relations, and C-level client relationships. So what we're going to talk about today is marketing for the customer experience. So I invite you to grab a pen and a pad of paper and take some notes as we get to know Kathleen. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. Kathleen, you have a a very interesting uh, background and bio. Uh, I didn't get into the whole thing. I wanted to leave some for you. So if you would, please uh, please uh, fill our listeners in. Um, tell us a little bit about you and your background and, and how you came to start uh, Kathleen McEntee and Associates Limited. Sure. I spent 25 years in corporate America, uh, kind of growing up on the sales side, uh, mostly in consumer packaged goods and healthcare. Uh, as I, um, as I grew in my career, I transitioned from sales to sales management in, and then um, added on the marketing and operations components. So when I left corporate America, I was responsible for sales, marketing, customer management, and our international division. Um, but after that many years in corporate America, the politics and the bureaucracy were such that I thought I could probably make a greater impact on my own. So that's how I transitioned into having my own firm. Well, first you get all the experience, and then, then, it's, then it's you. It's your brand, right? You, yeah. you, you learned a lot in those many years of working um, in, in those markets. And what are some of the things that... Uh, that you'd like to talk about today, the, t- the title is Marketing for the Customer Experience. What are some of the points you'd like to bring home to our listeners? Yeah, you know, it took the, I've learned more in the last 15 years uh, than I did in the first 20, but I needed the first 20 in order to be able to do these 15. And mm-hmm. in, many, in, in corporate America, it was always about pushing the information out to the customer rather than really listening to the customer, especially in those big corporate engines. 
And what I have learned and what's become much more uh, crystallized, especially in the last couple of years, has been the customer experience. Most people think about the customer experience at the end of the transaction, right? If you think about Nordstrom in a retail setting, uh, Nordstrom's Hallmark is taking the package, walking around the counter, and handing it to you. If you go to Southwest Airlines, they're perky, and that customer experience is when you're on the plane. But what a lot of clients don't realize is that that customer experience happens the very first time they have anything to do with your company, whether they see on social media, whether they interact with one of um, your team members, whether they see something in newspaper or somebody tells them about it. And so the customer experience in my mind and what I've really tried to work with our clients in focusing in on is every single touch point a customer has with your company. And what we try to do is we try to look at those touch points, figure out what we want or how we want our company reflected in those touch points and ensure that everything is consistent, the branding is consistent, the messaging is consistent, and the messaging is engaging, wanting people to do more, either call us, contact us, engage with us, whatever, to move that customer experience or prospect and prospect experience along the sales line. Interesting. Interesting. And you talk about touch points um, and uh, – there are so many many more touch points now than um than there used to be right i mean wouldn't you wouldn't you say oh, that's yeah. one big thing that's changed so much that's changed it probably hasn't changed in um in actually the sales cycle what has changed is in customer expectations and what has also changed is how um, is how people are persuaded. So the, the statistics are staggering. Mm. Up until about a year ago, the marketing statistics showed that in order for a firm or a product or service to go from the back of the mind to the top of the mind of a prospective customer in order for them to act on their decision, you needed mm. to pretty much hit them seven times with some sort of either promotion, advertising, touch point, whatever. The statistics now are that people are getting bombarded with over, uh, with over 1,500 sales messages a day. And wow. because of that, they have to be hit 25 times to go for you to go from the back of the mind to the top of the mind. So the customer touch points are even more important now because people are getting hit with more information it's taking longer for them to make a decision because they have so much more to clutter to uh, cipher through. And so every single touch point with your business or your service has got to be right, and it's more impactful because there's so much more going into the decision today. Um, more to cycle through uh, for the customer, but also don't they at some point get a kind of a bunker mentality like, Nothing, you know. Don't they build a a, a self defense against so many marketing messages and and um, so so that which means that your marketing message has to be even even more personal and meaningful to that that individual. 
I would think, right? Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It has to be more engaging. And you have to look mm-hmm. at it a couple mm-hmm. of different ways. There's marketing directly to this consumer, and then there's business-to-business marketing. And two very distinct means of marketing. Consumer marketing, you almost have to bombard them, and yes, they put those walls up because they're tired of it, right? And because the marketing continues to be recycled. So that marketing has to be much more personalized. It has to be more clever. You have to reach them in multiple ways because it's like anything else. People get information differently. Because I'm online all day long, the last thing I'm going to do is read the news online. I don't want to see a computer by the time I get home. Uh-huh. But right. people people who aren't online all day long, they go home, they fire up their computer, and they're reading the news online. So it's two very different ways of reaching the consumer. You know, you have to reach the consumer in the manner in which they're receiving the information, not where you think you know, you need to push the information. That's why things like TV and radio, even though everybody keeps t- saying that they're, it's going to be extinct, yes, there's cable and yes, there's other influences, but everybody receives information differently. On the flip side of that, from a business-to-business standpoint, y- people don't necessarily have up the wall so much as they don't have a lot of time these days. So when you reach out to a prospective customer, um, as a business, you have to reach out to them in meaningful ways. Meaning, you know, forget the email blast. You have to you have to be giving them information that's important and that's relevant. Um, you have to see those customer touch points, and you have to do things for them that are meaningful, like providing them information, providing them some some level of education. And so those times, those 25 times you're hitting them are just as meaningful and important, but you have to provide them something in return as opposed to just a message. Interesting. You know, and I'm, as, you, as you're speaking, and I wonder, you know, it, have things that used to seem to be a nuisance become a necessity? For instance, uh, you know, the the ad choices, the Google ad choices and things where, you know, people are always like, oh, my gosh, hey, it must be a coincidence. I was just thinking about baseball bats, and all of a sudden, every time I turn on my computer, there's ads for baseball bats. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, are, we reach, and, are we reaching a can't beat them, got to join them kind of a, a situation with those? Yeah, and the old is not old necessarily, I guess I would say. So there has been a resurgence of direct mail. Think about it. Mm-hmm. When was, mm-hmm. other than the junk mail that you get at home, which is the newspaper things every Thursday, there's not a lot of direct mail these days. Why? Because everybody thinks direct mail is dead. Direct mm-hmm. mail, targeted direct mail, is as significant even more so than it was years ago when everybody was doing direct mail, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's mm-hmm. getting bombarded online. So if you have a direct mail campaign that's targeted with a good message and is bringing some sort of value to your uh, to your target market, direct mail, even though everybody thinks it mm-hmm. old, it's old, is really impactful. So it really depends on the market, and it depends on how the market receives the information. But you have to have a pretty good mix because different people 
absorb information different ways. And now you have to get them 25 times in order for you to be top of mind, which is exactly what's going to prompt them to, you know, to lean to your side when they're making decision about your product or service. Interesting. What's old is new again. So how do yep. you stay up with all these changes <laughs> in marketing? <laughs> uh, there's just so, especially social media. I mean, there's just so many changes going on. Yeah. Well, we have a good team. Um, we have um, copywriters. We have a social media team. Actually, we have two social media teams. And, uh, and we have graphic designers. Many of them are millennials. So they absorb mm-hmm. information quickly and are able to distill it. And um, I have to head to the conventions um, every year. So I'm part of a, a consulting network. Um, I went to social media marketing last year. I thought I would probably be the oldest person there. It turned out I wasn't. Uh, and, and you have to really be on top of the various cottage industries in order to be able to effectively, um, effectively provide a plan to your clients. And then I have people, so if there are areas that require really heavy expertise um, for a variety, so for example, most of our clients are B2B, although we do have some B2C clients. And our B2C clients are really um, local, regional clients. If I uh-huh. had somebody who wanted to do nationwide social media advertising, I have somebody who I would actually bring in to support our people to do that, who is an absolute expert, and that's all she does all day long. Most of our clients don't need that. Most of our clients need somebody to look at the big picture, figure out how to connect all the marketing dots, and how to efficiently spend the budget that they have to get the greatest results, and that's what we help them do. Well, if there were a perfect uh profile of a, a perfect average client for you that you come in and see what they're doing and what they're not doing what's missing from their platform most of the time what's missing from their platform is a plan usually a plan. it's not ready aim and fire usually they've fired the nothing has worked you know they've been on social media or they've built a website and nothing is working or they've done some advertising but they didn't really look at who's their market, what are they what message are they trying to get out there and how often do they are they reaching their target market for their target market to recognize who they are and what they do. A lot of times they don't have a they don't have a clear message. We have a client right now who is a manufacturer and they have six distinct product lines that they manufacture and they're you know it's like machinery type stuff for lack of a better word they didn't have a company brochure so Mm -hmm. they were going to all these small little markets and when we came and took a look at things we said three of your product lines appeal to the same market but you're doing all this small little stuff rather than looking at the bigger picture let's get something and let's get a message about the entire company and let's start pushing that out and then featuring the individual product categories. Rather than trying to market from the ground up, let's market from the top down. Interesting. 
You know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, one one of the things I talk to a lot of, uh, you, you and I are both in a, a, a networked group called Provisors, right? That's that's yes. mm-hmm. uh, makes us good resources for our clients, in my opinion. And, and mm-hmm. uh, that group is generally age 50 plus, although there are a lot of younger professionals coming into it. But I, I heard from so many people you know, I just missed the Yellow Pages era. I understood that. I got that. You crafted a message. You put it out there. If you want more customers, you built a bigger message. And now it's it's not so much the size of the message. It's the uh, it's the frequency of the message. It seems like in social media, which causes challenges because people a lot of people will say, well, I guess you just have to throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall, a lot more uh, because less sticks, but it, what you're saying is you still need to craft your message first to your audience. You don't just throw a bunch of meaningless messages out there, correct? Right. Well, absolutely. And Provisors is a perfect example. If you're in the Provisors network and you say, I'm a CPA, okay, a CPA can mean a lot of things, right? Or I'm an attorney. Mm-hmm. But if you say, I'm an estate planning attorney, people actually know what you do. It's the same thing with a message. So uh, this is a perfect example. We had a a moving company client a while back, and we were trying to create the marketing message and the marketing plan. So I went in. They didn't have any marketing function other than the owner and his wife and about 15 salespeople. So I sat with the salespeople and the owner, and I said, okay, we need to figure out what distinguishes us from the competition. And and the salespeople said, nothing. And that was it. I said, what do you mean, nothing? (laughs) Nothing. You know, it's all based on tariffs. It's all based on weight. It doesn't matter. And I said, wrong. That's why your sales are in a slump. You always have a message to tell. You always can distinguish yourself with something. In many cases, it may be like the guy next to you. The difference is you're talking about it. So we figured Mm -hmm. out a process that they went through when they evaluated, you know, uh, the contents and when they when they uh, picked up and and how they delivered the goods and whatnot. And we helped them focus that process being their sales message so that distinguished them from the competition it was it's not tough stuff you just have to mm-hmm. think about the spin right absolutely absolutely you have to create yeah. that shelf space you know they don't put all the products on in the same shelf for a reason right there's there's right. different messages different marketing and you're appealing yeah. to a different segment of the customer. I love talking about marketing, Kathleen. I could do it all day long. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have all day. Could you give our listeners uh, three uh, tips, ideas, or precautions that they could walk away from sure. this with? First thing, <laughs> first, first thing, articulate your message and articulate it clearly. Figure out what makes you different. If you're swimming with the sharks and all the in a blue ocean and everything's the same, Pick something out that you can talk about and that you can hang your hat out that will distinguish you. Second thing is identify all of your customer touch points. By customer, I also use that synonymously with prospect. So think of when they're first touching your company and the experience you want them to have. 
and what a second touch point would have and what that experience should have. Your employees are ambassadors. Make certain everybody's on board. And the third thing would be don't wring your hands and gnash your teeth in and try to ponder the best approach. Develop a short plan and just do it. Figure out the first marketing technique you want to accomplish or you want to execute and do it. You can always tinker with it later, but you need to execute. Mm -hmm. Those are great tips. And I took a whole page of notes <laughs> because, again, <laughs> I think this, this topic is so important uh, for our listeners who are thinking about what am I going to do, what can, what is, what's one thing I can do really work on to improve my business, and, and this is it. It's this particular topic. So, Kathleen, tell our listeners how they can best get in touch with you. Uh, maybe it's your website or, or email or phone number, and, uh, and also tell us what's, what, what they would find at your website. Sure. Um, feel free to go to our website. It's kmcintyassos.com. So that's K-M-C-E-N-T-E-E-A-S-S-O-C.com. And you'll see, you'll, uh, you'll see a couple of our uh, videos that our customers have made for us talking about the different aspects of marketing that we've helped with. You'll see the range and the breadth and the depth of our services. You can email us at info at kmacintyassos.com, um, or you can give us a call at uh, area code 312-242-1606. Um, our, I started in Chicago. We're now located uh, primarily in California. We have clients in both places, hence the 312 area code. Okay, we won't hold that against you. Uh, that's good <laughs> stuff. You know, really, really a pleasure to talk with you. And, you know, as so often happens in these brief interviews, we scratch the surface the first time. So I look forward to our next interview, our next time we get to speak, so we can, we can delve deeper into some of these sp specific topics. But today was a delight, and thank you so much for joining me. Great. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your listeners turning in. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.